Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, small potatoes, we're back. Oh my God, with the small potatoes. Bryce, did you do anything to become a somebody? Well, someone at Chipotle said I looked familiar once. Does that count? No. What about, what about, um, I did lie in front of Kelly Clarkson's star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. That's pretty somebody is, right? I saw that. We'll discuss it. I'm going to go with no with that as well. Um, you know what? You guys, welcome back. Hey, guys, I'm Annie. And I'm Bryce. And we are the Nobodies, experts on nothing. With opinions on everything. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Nobodies. Annie, I missed you. I feel like I saw you more in person, which was once during the hiatus than I have in months of doing the podcast. I know. Isn't that, that is so crazy. Um, And also even crazier, I haven't had any run-ins with the English language recently. Although we were texting about um, past versus past. Yes. Which so I don't know. P-A-S-T yes. versus P-A-S-S-E-D. Yes. I forgot that this was a vocal medium. Yeah. Well, it's, I still don't know. Um, but what I have like deduced from our conversation and my m- crazy Googling is that like kind of anything goes. <laughs> I know. I think, I think, cause I always get like, move, we move past, we've moved past this. Like, what is that one? I mean, where it's just like, it doesn't, I know that I looked it up and it said the verb, the it's past P-A-S-T. No. P-A-S-S-E-D is when it's used as a verb. Yes. Like I so, passed by the mailbox. Yes. So we moved past would be P-A-S-T. Yes. Blue. Blue's here, you guys. Yeah, Blue we is here. To, we forgot to introduce Blue, Annie. That was really bad of us. He's just wanting... He, he needs his moment. He's raging against the window. Um, yeah, a lot has changed with Blue since we last spoke. I want to get into this. Podcast. I want to get a, get into this because he is yes. our third co-host. So I really, yes. I, I want to hear where we're going to, let's, I want to, well, I can tell you what we're going to do, actually, if you want. I mean, we're, what I'm thinking sure. is, is, well, I mean, I know that you rarely ever want to know what's going on and two, yeah. don't care. And three, I mean, I thought I'd figure instead of just telling you or texting you a, a marathon long text, I just tell you in person uh, while we're I on the show. I appreciate that. That actually saves you time and me time. Exactly. And then you're kind of forced into it. There's nothing that you can do about it regardless. I've already made a plan and I can't deviate from that. Otherwise, I'll, my head will explode. That's true. And I don't care about a plan. So it works out for the both of us. It really does. But what I was thinking is we'll talk. I would like to hear. I want to hear about your hiatus. I feel like both of us had a kind of both ragingly um, hectic month or so. I guess we've been off for like we haven't recorded in about six weeks. We've we've still I don't know. I forgot we even had a podcast until you texted me and asked if we could record. I thought you might. I tried to keep, you know, <laughs> I, I try to keep reminding you yeah. just to make sure it's still in, it's still, it's still in your brain frame. Or- yeah. It's still, it's a crapshoot. I did listen to a couple of our episodes during. Oh my though. God. 
I know. Oh my gosh. Well, when we saw each other in person, that was one note that you mentioned. You said, you said, I actually, well, you first told me that you said, oh, I'm actually, I might actually listen to the, to the yeah. podcast. <laughs> but, but someone that. asked that you said you were, you said, I think it's when you clean, when you, cause you don't have a dishwasher anymore and you don't, you don't, right. so you do the dishes at night and you're like, oh, I just throw on a podcast and somebody who you're we with was like, do you put on the nobodies? And you're like, mm, no, not usually. No. <laughs> not usually honestly like I put us on and maybe this speaks to the fact that I'm like not a narcissist so truly that's how I should look at it but like I put our podcast on last like if I have gone through all the other podcasts I listen to yeah. then I'll be like oh I'll go listen to our episode which is usually actually really nice I don't know why I don't listen more often because he's scolding me over here about not listening Blue. um I always am like, oh my God, we are actually pretty funny. Because <laughs> you know quite, I black out and I don't remember anything that I've said on the podcast. Well, it's all it's also quite um shocking sometimes too that you think, oh, or you know, people really you know, listening to this. Um yeah. And maybe not. <laughs> uh, exactly. But we did, but I so tell me about uh your time away from this platform. <laughs> um, so, what did you accomplish? What did you accomplish? I didn't accomplish very much, but oh. I I went to North Carolina. Yes. Um, I have for the, to, we went and saw um, T's family, cause he's from there. And Blue had not met the majority. he had only met a couple of people. And so we wanted to get him out there. And then it aligned perfectly with the season opener for the Panthers. So yes. um, that was a blast of a trip. It was really nice to see everyone. The Panthers stadium is so nice. I was going to ask about that. So yeah, tell, it, tell us about that experience. Did you do sort of your typical where, you you know, I know you've been able to, you know, go on the field and to kind of, and, 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 then you know you'll you have obviously very nice seats, but were you able to go on the field and like see meet people? Were you able to meet some of the players? Were you so not this time? Um, okay. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that M is still getting to know a lot of people too. Um, right. It, it's a brand new experience for them, and I think obviously we only had experience with one organization and now mm -hmm. switching gears and being with another organ. I say we like I'm part of it, but them especially. Well, you are technically. Like, but they've, but they had it so down to like a good routine in Cleveland. Right, and now right. it's just figuring it all out in Charlotte, which is such an interesting part of the NFL, I guess. Um, I don't know how they do it because I would be so bad at that, but we went, we met up at a bar beforehand and we tailgated a little bit. And then we went to the stadium. We did not go on the field. Emily did go on the field and she took blue down there. You let her um, take blue. Yeah. She was like, can I take him on the field to see? I Baker? mean, not, that, like, not, yeah. not in the way that like, it's your sister. Obviously you are completely fully comfortable with her taking your child, but just the yes. fact that you didn't go. Oh yeah. No, well, I was like, yeah, go ahead. Me. <laughs> like, please. Just. Um, well, we thought it'd be fun if we could get, and actually I think you posted the photo. Yes, um, I did. We thought it would be fun to get a photo of blue with Auntie M and uncle bake before his first game as a Panther. Um, I would also like to say that that is, I, I mean, for sure this year, but possibly of all time, the most like photo that we have oh, really? on in our Instagram. Yes. So 
it's so funny because he was so due for a nap when she took him down. And I was like, oh my God, this like could be such a disaster. Cause not to mention like he had headphones, but yeah. not like just the overstimulation of everything going on. Mm -hmm. And we took him to the bar. <laughs> so which uh, obviously. Yeah. And so when I walked into the bar, actually I was walking behind T and T was carrying him. And this random dude was like, yeah, baby in the bar. <laughs> and then I'm following close behind and I have like, cause the clear bag policy. So I'm following behind and I have like a clear bag with like my breast pump in it. <laughs> and the mom the or the woman, I, I'm assuming she's a mom, but the woman next to that guy that yelled that was like, and the breast pump. Yeah. <laughs> so we were just like in full parent mode. Um, is that funny? Can you hear him? Laughing? Wow. They're pro parents in Charlotte. <laughs> oh my gosh, seriously. And so um, I was just worried that he was going to throw a fit on the field. And he actually, M said he was awesome. He was like slumped over her arm the whole time, like almost falling asleep. So that's why we didn't get like a real alert picture of him, but mm. it won't be his last time on the field, I'm sure. Absolutely not. Well, I mean, so, considering he's going to play in probably a couple of years. So I know he, it's so crazy. I watched Thursday night football with him last night and he was like, glued in like literally watched the game the whole time i sent a picture to bake and i was like we're gonna have him running routes in the off season <laughs> you're gonna need to like move over in your workout uh <laughs> seriously well he just turned 10 months i know that so he yeah. so he is but you said that when you took him on the plane you told me that people thought he was a toddler <laughs> He literally, everyone assumes that he's like a year to 18 months old because he's so big. <laughs> and he's very just like, even when he was like came out of me, he was not like newbornish, if that makes sense. Like, right. He's and he had I, a full head of hair. He had, well, yeah, that. But like, he started tracking tea like from across the room when he was like six weeks old. Um, and I do think I'm sure like every parent is like, Oh my God, my kid's so advanced. I'm not saying that. I do think that the pandemic babies for whatever reason are different. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, but he is like days away from walking. Um, that's incredible. He, when did kids normally start walking? I think anytime, like around 12 months plus like 12 to 15 okay. months, I think is all considered normal. Um, He's right now is about the time, like around nine months, I think is when they start crawling. He started crawling right around like six and a half or seven months. Okay. Um, he, he's just so big. He's an 18, 12 to 18 month close. Um, oh gosh, he's so, and big. he interacts really well with people. So I think when, you know, he smiles at you, if you smile at him. And so I think on the plane, people were like waving and expecting him to wave back, which he has started like clapping when we clap and things like that, but he hasn't started waving yet. Does and, he clap when the plane lands? Um, no, that is one thing Damn. that we have taught him is illegal. Yes, I'm, I'm um, kidding. He would never. He would never. He would never. Look at who his parents are. He would yeah. never. <laughs> yeah, exactly. um, mostly look at who his dad is. Yeah, exactly. Um, I will. One, I have to tell a funny story. So um, he has a cold. We came back from North Carolina just from traveling. This is like so normal for babies. He had a lot of people up in his face, whatever. I can't so, imagine how many people were up in his grill. 
Oh my God. It was insane. And okay, anyway, keep going. Um, so he has a cold right now and there's just what I've realized being a mom is that like, you will say pretty much anything to get your kid to do what you want him to. And I was trying to wipe his nose. This is like, he's going on like a week of the cold. So this is like, I don't know, a week, 10 days ago. And he, I'm trying to, no, it wasn't even that long ago. I'm realizing I haven't been back that long. So I'm trying to wipe his nose. He was just like screaming, like so fussy. It hurts him. I'm sure. But also it's just uncomfortable. And I, and you know, I talked to him like he's an adult yes. and I said, blue, I need you to sit still. And I did not think that just came out of my mouth. Okay. I said, blue, I need you to sit still because if I don't wipe your nose and there's snot on your face, then I will go to jail. <laughs> and I was like, it came out of my mouth and I was like, okay, we're going to roll with it. And I said, you know, because when kids are left with snot on their faces, they send mamas to jail. So I need to wipe your nose and you need to let me. And that's what I've now run with. <laughs> you're going to so, go to jail. So you're going to go to jail an awful lot now. So I'm literally just going to sign him up for therapy now. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I love, you know, here's what I think is, you know, you send you, I'm so lucky to get videos of blue and you, of you talking to him and like encouraging him. Like you said, he's near walking. You sent me a video of him being able to put stand up on his own and push something like the way that you talk to blue. I feel like, even though it is, cause I know you could never do baby talk, but I really do right. feel like he listens to you and knows what you're saying. Like he knows what you're talking about. And that's what's so, that's what's so baffling to me. I'm like, he is nine, eight, nine, sorry, 10 months old. Yeah. How it's really crazy. he understanding what you're talking about? It's like, and he probably doesn't, he makes me feel like he does by the way he reacts to things. I feel like um, I see it. It is, it is bizarre. Yeah. Um, I wish I had an explanation. Obviously this is my first rodeo, so I have no idea if that's normal. Um, he, he also has started like, I'm sitting by the window right now in his nursery and we sit in front of this window all the time and he has started recognizing when dogs go by oh. and he like squeals with excitement. Like he bangs on the window and he gets so excited. And these dogs are 25, 30 yards away. So you must have great and, vision. Yeah. And so I'm just, there's just certain things where I'm like, oh my God, like it is so, that's one of my favorite parts of like being a mom and being a parent is watching their brains, like discover things and recognize yeah. things. And it's the craziest. Like that is wild. Journey. Yeah. So how's the accountability group going? It's going really well. I love the group of women that I have right now. Um, they've on, they've most of them, maybe all of them have done it in the past and they either stopped for a couple months and then came back or they've stuck with it for like over a year. Um, and so at this point they're, this sounds so cheesy, but like at this point they're my friends and yeah. it's, um, <clears throat> it holds me accountable too. So well, I was going to say, that's what, that's what I love about it too. I mean, not, it, it just, you, I love it when you show that you're being, um, 
Oh God, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, in not influenced. Uh, I'm being held accountable by them. Yes, I mean, yeah, you're being held accountable by them, and I think that's so cool that you're actually. It's such a cool thing to see because it just goes to show that it does work, and it's you're, it's not just a one way street. Like it's a two way no. street. You're doing it too. You know, everybody needs it, and that's why I think it's such a good idea. But I'm Thank glad you. you have like formed. A, a, I'm glad that you formed like because then it doesn't probably feel like anything. You know, I mean. You're, like you're just, you're just my friends every day. Yeah. You're just checking in with everybody. Yeah. So that's yeah, I good. like it a lot. Oh, good. This episode of the nobodies is brought to you by Emily Why didn't you use the sexy voice? Uh, you mean your psychopath voice? It was my psychopath voice. I definitely thought it was my sexy voice. Well, it's not. And it's appalling, but you know, it's not appalling is apparel specifically from Emily Ain't that the truth? Her hometown apparel that represents Cleveland, New York, and Los Angeles are so tight. Oh my God. We've talked about your use of the word type. All right. Well, I think her products are awesome. Okay. Well, that I completely agree with. Emily Roggenberg's clothing is top of the line with unique designs and beautiful neutrals that you can wear for any occasion. You truly can wear them anywhere. The bar, the coffee shop, trips to get burritos. Trips to get burritos? Okay, whatever. Um, but yes, right now you can save 20% off your purchase when you order on emilyroggenberg.com. That's right. 20% off at emilyroggenberg.com. Promo code nobody. Guys, I promise you will not be disappointed. And now back to the show. Well, um, I had an eventful hiatus. I turned Yay. 35. You did turn 35. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you for my air fryer for from months ago for, as my birthday present. That's not I your also, birthday present, but you're welcome. I also got an Apple Watch. Oh my gosh. Yes. My parents got me an Apple Watch for, for my birthday. That was so nice. I know. I know. They always get you such good gifts. They really, they they really have. I I mean, again, I'm not like I don't want to beat her on the bush here, but like I don't ask for a ton of things. I would say. I mean, maybe they would say this. Maybe they would say differently. But I kind of feel like I don't. I I never know what to ask. Like my mom will say, "What do you want for your birthday? What do you want for Christmas?" But like if I need something, probably like you, like when you need something, you just get it. I don't. Yeah. I, I'm not. I'm not like. I am unless it's something. And then I did think I almost bought an Apple watch for myself, like on Amazon. And I was like, you know what, actually, this would be a pretty good thing to like. So I think my mom is more just excited that I even bought, like bothered to tell her anything. Like, yeah. and again, I could be, she would be, she might be like Bryce asked for things all the time. And <laughs> like, she literally just called me out because I put, I had, uh, when I was home, the last time I had put it, I had, my dad let me, he, I had asked, I had like picked up his dry cleaning or something. And he's like, I'll buy you, if you pick up my dry cleaning, I'll go like, you can buy, I'll, I'll buy your Starbucks or something for the day. Are you and a toddler? I swear to God, it's hilarious. If and you come with me to Target, I'll let you pick out a Yeah, toy. well, he just doesn't want to do it. He really just does not. He doesn't want to get his gas filled. He doesn't want to get it. He's going to, I'm putting him on blast. He's going to hate this. But I was like, he would... Yeah, he he just would he would just rather have it done, and so I'm like, yeah, sure, I don't care, I I'll go get it, that's fine, and he's like, I'll get your Starbucks. Well, then I ended up like I put their his card on mine to like 
because he didn't have any cash. So he's like, put the card on there and I'll just, uh, it was like, ten, put like $10 or whatever. Well, while I was gone on these trips that I'm about to explain, I was um, charging, like I kept reloading the card and it was his card. And so my mom's like, why is there seven charges on our card for like reloading a Starbucks card? And I was like, oh, um, I... Oh, no. but this is a character flaw of mine because I literally just did this with work. I had like five lift charges that I had because I had been traveling again that I put on my I, I just kept on my company card travel, whatever. And I forgot to do it. And like five lift lift rides I needed to get. I have to reimburse NBC Universal now. It's like, yeah, I've fun. had the same thing happen a couple times. It's a character flaw. Um, anyway, I have been traveling with my job at the Kelly Clarkson show for, I, I traveled with them for about four weeks. I went to New York, Chicago, Dallas, <laughs> and Dallas with a transit bus with Kelly's face on it to get people to watch the new season of her show. Um, I saw photos really of the bus. I didn't know that you were on it. Well, I wasn't, I mean, I, they did actually try to ask me to ride in the, in the, you know, lower compartment of it, but I declined. So, yeah, I, um, yeah, I was under the impression that they packed you in a suitcase. Yeah, so they, exactly. They didn't have to buy plane tickets. Suitcase would have been nice. It was more of like a cardboard box. No, I'm actually, actually what's, what's, I mean, what's awesome is that I stayed in like the nicest places. Okay. Oh, like I'm it sure. was, it was, it was incredible. Like. Um, I will say after New York, I was kind of like, all right. And not because I didn't like the, the work or anything. It was just the n not being able to go home, like in between was hard to go from city to city to city. That was, that's a, a big ask. Absolutely. Like if I missed three weeks, like for instance, in a week and a half, I'm going to be going to a quarterly meeting. So I'll be gone for two nights. I already know blue is going to be so different when I get back. <sighs> I hate that. Like, there's just so many things that, ha and I swear to God, if he walks while I'm gone, I'm going to kill somebody. Don't even say it. Just don't even put it into the ether. It's not yeah, going to happen. It's not going to happen. It won't. He, he'll uh, wait for you. Yeah. You're going to wait for me to, before you walk, right? Yes. Say yes, Blue. Are you going to? I couldn't wait? see his face. Are you going to wait? <laughs> He's like, get me off camera. Get me off of it. Don't worry, Blue. You'll get used to it. You'll get used to it soon. Once mommy yeah. and daddy put you in baby modeling. Um, so I was just going to take you through a couple of things that happened and I, I mean, it's a little bit of Annie's approval, but there's some things that happened during this that I wanted to, you know, share with you, obviously some Perfect. of the things you already know, but, um, so as I mentioned in a reel, I posted on our Instagram, several people thought I was a tried and true New Yorker, which was a phenomenal ego boost. This is when I was in New York. So this is starting here. Um, although I will say people don't fall for this because I 100% thought I was going to be pickpocketed when people were just like giving me comments, where's this? Where do you know? This guy came up to me. He's like, do you know where a bike shack is or bike shop? And I'm like, oh, you know, no. Um, and then I told him about Peloton and he was, that was really unhelpful as well. And then just walked away from him. So that was kind of fun, but at least he thought I was a tried and true New Yorker. I mean, I feel like that's a pretty good compliment. There's no way that they thought you were because a tried and true New Yorker would never stop and talk to someone. <laughs> Okay. So, so fair. Um, anyway, I spent a lot of the time in the city riding a Citibank bike. Um, and I don't understand how everyone who lives in New York doesn't get hit by a car. Um, 
I don't get it. Ride Citibank bikes. Well, I but they ride bikes. Regular other people ride bikes all the time. I mean, do you have to take like a course? Is this like a Grand Theft Auto like amusement park something that we have to that you have to take? Like, I have a real hard time with cyclists in the street. In general, like in any city, even in Omaha. So <laughs> think about New York. No, I. I mean, honestly, like you're asking for it. Asking for it. Um, <clears throat> I uh, I also passed the, the mothership, aka Peloton, and I confidently went up to the front doors and attempted to open them, only to be stared at blankly by the two security guards standing in the lobby. I, I also stood there for a solid 30 seconds with my hand on the door as they stared, and none of us said a single word until I walked away while a single tear went down the outside cheek of my face. Um, I'm here for the drama. <laughs> I honestly would have done the same thing, so I can't even hate you. Like, I mean, my me. hand was on the door. It's like I was trying to pull, and it was almost like I thought they were going to be like, oh, did you forget your pass? Because I, you know, at this point, had been, they thought I was a tried and true New Yorker. Obviously, the way I look should have insinuated like, okay, this guy definitely works here. Um, he's obviously an instructor by his physique. Um, so I don't know why they didn't let me in or why they thought that I wasn't a part of it, but it's a really nice building. It's very nice. I've heard that you should have called Ariel. I, well, I sent you guys the text and she did nothing for me. So, well, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, she didn't do anything for you cause you didn't she get did it. it. So. She didn't do anything, but I, I mean, it also wasn't her. It, it's, she's not like the CEO of Peloton. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. But, yeah. um, okay. So then I moved on to Chicago, which you know how I feel about Chicago for people who missed my rant very quickly. I just feel like everybody who lives in Chicago thinks it's the best city in the world. And that's because the only other city they've ever been to is like Cleveland. So, and wait, actually, <laughs> although I will say, I will say Cleveland, I would argue is better than Chicago. Not in the summer. Not in the summer. Oh. Chicago in the summer is the best city in the yes. country. Okay. Again, that's an overstatement, but I, I know it's not, not in the summertime. As soon do as you want to go back to the jet skis. Okay. I don't know what your problem is with jet skis other than like, you just wanted to be on one, <laughs> but there is so that's much so to do true. in Chicago. The, the weather is like perfect. True. Chicago in the summertime rocks Chicago anytime in like late fall to about May can kick rock. <laughs> kick rock. And so can everyone that lives there. That's so true. Well, I, I will say again, going back to this, I stayed at possibly the nicest hotel I've ever stayed at. It's the Langham in Chicago. The only problem is, is that it's right across the street from the Trump hotel. But everything about this hotel was top notch. Uh, they were at my beck and call and they had no idea that I have zero status as a person. Like they just, anything, anytime I picked up the phone, they were like, yes, absolutely. No problem. Um, they gave me a a refrigerator. I don't know if you I don't know if you know about this, but like in certain hotels, like if they have a stocked mini bar, you can ask for like a mini fridge to come up to your room just to put your own stuff, you know, like your muscle milks and your Gatorades and your protein bars, you know, like I, everybody. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to like yuck your yum but you can do this at any hotel. <laughs> but what if you need to store your muscle milks in your Gatorades? 
I'm saying you can request a fridge at any hotel. Oh, okay. And they will bring it I didn't know you. that. I didn't know that. But I also don't know why I think I'm a professional athlete. Like, <laughs> Well, except for professional athletes would never drink muscle milk <laughs> or Gatorade. <laughs> no, they wouldn't. Um, but I did use their steam room multiple times a day. That was free. You could use, it was, I mean, honestly, I would go there in the morning and then I'd go there like at night again. Because you I just mean, could. I mean, I don't blame you. Like traveling, you have so many toxins that need to just be like eliminated. So bad. Um, a highlight was also seeing our favorite podcast friends, Raleigh and Kevin of the Dogs of War. Um, <clears throat> they were, that was, I finally got to see them after months and months of coming to Chicago and not seeing them. We yes. finally made it work. I got to meet Raleigh's daughter, Quinn, who's <gasps> so cute. And saw Kate, our friend Kate as well. And she was... Ugh. Great. What an went, absolute angel. Quinn is so cute. Oh, the, yeah. There's there is she was and Raleigh was holding her the whole time. Well, not the whole time, but he had her strapped in a baby Bjorn. Is that a baby Bjorn or is that a yeah, like a baby carrier? No, yeah, baby, baby Bjorn's like a bouncer. Oh, okay. Um, a baby but like a baby carrier. carrier. Yes, a carrier. And so that was really uh fun. But one thing that I learned on that leg of the trip is that I don't love truly lemonades because they taste like five hour energies that you can't chug. Why can't you chug them? Well, you could, but I mean, that's just disgusting. Like imagine the heartburn from chugging a truly. <laughs> like the heartburn, you get a hole in your esophagus just from drinking one normally. I can't okay. believe you do this. Like I can't, I think the, the the amount of multitasking that you're doing right now is like it it is truly like the my mind can't honestly handle it. <laughs> like I, it's so bad. I don't know how you can possibly do this. I would be a such I would be such a mess. That's the difference between moms and dads and well, or, men, or men and, men women. and women. Yeah. yeah. Men and women in general. Like after having blue, the number of times in my head I've thought men could never. Then I <laughs> Then I flew to Dallas, which is for sure the Chicago of the South. Like everybody thinks that Dallas is the best city ever when the only place they've ever been is like, you know, Oklahoma City. I don't know. El Paso. Yeah. <laughs> El Paso. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, don't write. Dallas is fine. Like, get a grip. Don't write home about it. Okay. Um, but actually, in all seriousness, we did shoot a field piece in Uvalde, Texas, where, um, which is where one of the latest um, school shootings happened with Kelly, she, she went down there and what the field piece, which is out now, you guys can look at it on the Kelly Clarkson show YouTube, but it's a, uh, they, it, it was, it, the town has constructed these murals for all the fallen victims of the, of the school shooting, including the teachers. And they've, they're, they're, they're beautiful. They've all been done by, you know, local Texas artists. And, um, it, it's just, it's really cool. We, so we did, um, uh, we did a scout day, which is what, for people that don't know, it's basically you just go, it, it's the day before. It's just like figuring out where you're going to film and kind of tracking your movements of the field shoot. And so, you know, we went down, it was just like me and my, me and another fellow producer. And um, I mean, it was haunting. Like it was, it was horrific. I, I, we got, we got to the, we, we got to one of the sites where we were going to film and they were finishing up a painting of, uh, one of the victims and like the victim's family was sitting there. I mean, mom, mm -hmm. grandma, aunt, siblings, like it, it hit you. Well, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Like I, it's, it's even hard to talk about 
honestly. Um, it was really sad. It was all, it was uplifting a little bit, you know, I mean, it was, it was, it was amazing that these people were able to kind of at least have something, some sort mm -hmm. of outlet for their grief. But, um, I, it's like the, the community, that community has like the strength of a thousand sons. Like me coming from someone, someone who has no connection to anybody in that community to have, that has, you know, is not a parent that is all the, the fact that I could feel the way that I feel about that. I, I cannot imagine how those people feel. It, oh it's, my God. it's, it's, it's too much. And I, I know that this, and it sounds so like, so on the scout day, it sounds, it, you know, my fellow producer was like, well, do you want to eat lunch somewhere or whatever? And I, I just said, no. I, yeah, I, well, said, I, don't I have to, like I have to get out of here and, and that, but that's so weak and, you know, stupid, you know, I mean, it's like, come on, like, don't be such a, but it's not know. though. Like for someone from the outside that like you felt it, like yeah. you can't, that's so heavy and people like some people are going to feel it more than others. And it doesn't like you, I don't think that, there's any shame or like weakness and feeling empathy towards those people. Yeah. Or sympathy, I guess. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's true. It's it, yeah. It's. I can't, I, I cannot fathom. I read an article about um, after that shooting specifically, just about like needing to make this real for people. Yeah. And needing people to understand that like the brutality, the damage that these guns do when to children. Oh, but oh. um in that regard, like I had never thought of that, thankfully, but like that's the reality that we're in. And yeah, I can't imagine going there. So it's so cool that you guys were able to do that and like bring awareness and bring, you know bring yeah. it back into the news cycle, so to speak, because we're so quick in this media to like, just turn around and forget. Exactly. And so to have the, I guess, opportunity to work on a really meaningful shoot is so cool. It, it, it really was. And that, that is, that's so true. I mean, it, in the, 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 I think what, what just kills you every time is, you know, we had someone who was, who, who was the head of the mural, this mural project, who was coming around with us and telling us the, these kids stories and like that all of their like hopes and dreams and stuff are just like gone. It's just, I mean, it like, yeah. it makes me emotional. Like it really, and like, even, even the kids, like who there's one, there was one girl who like called 911 in the classroom. Like yeah. she's calling 911 and it's, it's, it's like, the, and well, the then, fact you know, that no one went to help. Like nobody went to help. They were there and no one went in to help. Yeah. We saw a police car. We saw like a police car drive by and it's like, Oh, well, nothing's going to happen if we, if something, <laughs> like, we don't have to, we well, don't have to worry about anything it. happening. Yeah. It, that story. I mean, San, yeah. Sandy hook was horrendous. I mean, yeah. anytime you're dealing with, with little oh, kids, school shootings in general with little kids, but like, Uvalde really hit different. And I think to your point to what you were saying, and then we can be done with this, but like, it's just, it's, we have to do more as like a people, as a country, as a government. I mean, we, we just, this, this should, I mean, it should, when everyone heard the news, it should have been 
you know, this, we, we do not stand for this again, but I mean, going, I mean, even just me feeling like going there and doing all that, like seeing all that, I mean, it's just even more how, how people cannot see it is just beyond me. I mean, that the governor of Texas is like, well, it could have been worse. I mean, this is why that, that man is the absolute devil. It's like, we have got to, we just have to do better. So I, I agree with you though, Annie, I think that was perfect cap on it. It's like, it was so, it was so cool to be on such a meaningful shoot. And, and, and the importance of that was way I was honored to just be a part of it, even though, it, you know, as rough as it was, but anyway, moving on very quickly, I got back just in time to uh, film once again. And this time I was at Kelly Clarkson's walk of fame ceremony. That was super cool because she one deserves it. Bless you, Blue. And two, all of the original American Idol judges were there. I thought that was so cool. That was because so cool. They select who is there with them, right? They select, yeah. So I, she I think asked. It's so cool that that's who she picked. And they, and you know, they were talking about they, you know, <clears throat> all the things that they said were so true. I mean, that she's, you know, Kelly's very a very genuine person, and she. You know, she she forges those relationships. She's kept them for twenty years. I mean, that was twenty years ago. Yeah, that like so crazy. How and then she was just picked like from obscurity. She was twenty. She was twenty years old when she won. Yeah, God, I mean, I she came know. from obscurity to like super stardom, Ooh, and then literally. But she's got to be. She has got to be the busiest person in Hollywood right now. I mean, it's it's. I think she's one, certainly one of them. Um, but um, I, as I mentioned in the, in the intro, we, I obviously had to lay down in front of the star. Um, so, Annie, what did you think about that? Um, I didn't love it, mainly because I don't think that anyone should lay down on Hollywood Boulevard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I didn't even think about it from a sanitary perspective. Like, I mean... Oh, that's so disgusting. And I think my arm was like on the actual ground. Like I it was a little bit of a carpet. That was the first thing I noticed. Everything uh, else was covered, I feel like. But oh my God, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that was the first thing I noticed. When I saw the photo, I was like, oh my God. Ugh. He needs to bleach his arm. Oh. Yeah. You for sure got urine and feces residue oh, on your elbow. Oh, sure. For sure, blood probably as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, any any sort of bodily bodily fluid. You should maybe get tested too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, to close out this week's show, it's time for Peloton in sixty seconds, a segment in which I started a timer on my phone and we talk all things Peloton for just one minute. Are you ready? Ready. Set. Go. Okay. So, Annie, they have a rower now, and do we have to buy it? Um, I don't have space in my apartment. You actually probably do because it stands up. But did you see that it's like thirty five hundred dollars without a financing option? Is there? Wait, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! That's thirty five hundred dollars. And where yeah. are you? Is there a screen on it? Is it as big as the yes. one on the bike? I think it's bigger. I believe the the screen itself costs over a thousand dollars, which is why it's so expensive. But okay. you can actually, like, stand it up and prop it up All um, right. to save space. It's supposed to work 86% of your muscles in a 15-minute workout. Oh, holy shit. That's like swimming. Yeah. Maybe they'll come up with a Peloton pool next. Um, 
like a little, like a little wave, like a little wave pool that you can yeah. put, in your, put in your apartment. That's not as a bad if, idea, actually. As if I need anything else in my apartment that, or, or either of us need any other equipment in there. I mean, I have no room for like my own clothing. This has been Peloton in 60 seconds. All right, Small Potatoes, that's it for this week. Head back here next Thursday for the second half of our season premiere where we talk about all of the entertainment news stories we missed during our break. It's going to be a doozy, Annie. I just really want you to stop calling everyone Small Potatoes. But guys, I'm so happy we're back. We'll see you for part two. The Nobody's Podcast is produced by Annie Wilkinson, Bryce McClay, and the Believe Network. You can and should follow the Nobody's Podcast on Instagram and TikTok at Nobody's Pod. And you can always email us at noexpertallopinion at gmail.com. And remember, the best way to support the show is to follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a new episode. Please also subscribe, rate, and review our show as well, so hopefully we won't always be nobodies. Finally, we hope you have an amazing weekend. And more importantly, a mediocre week. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 